Hey, Relationship Transformers, welcome to the Relationship Transformers podcast. Stacy and I just finished up a strategy and planning day class for our Relationship U students, and we want to share our strategy and planning framework with you today. Have you ever wondered what the difference is between people who get amazing results in a year and others who pretty much end up like where they were or worse off at the end of the year? Well, today, Stacy and I are going to give you the framework that we use in our business, in our personal life, that gets us results that exceed our expectations every year. So let's cue up the intro and dive in. So the big question is this. How is it possible that one person alone can transform any relationship, save their marriage, create their unshakable love and unleash passion, divorce-proof their family without needing their partner to get on board and do this with them? How is it possible to do all this and yet still get to be happily, authentically you without compromise? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Paul and Stacy Martino, and welcome to the Relationship Transformer podcast. All right. Awesome. I'm so excited to do this because we did just do a strategy and planning day workshop for our RU students. And oh my gosh, like it's electric. It was just so exciting and they got so much power from it. Like they, we were planning, do, taking them through our 10 step framework for setting up the strategy and planning of the coming year. And when they got through all 10 steps with us, they were like, it's so clear. I feel so empowered. It seems so possible. It's so real. It's so easy. Like it sometimes can be daunting when you think about the year ahead and all the outcomes you want to create and all the achievements you want to have. And then you're like, boy, I hope I can do it. And honestly, if you say, I hope I can do it, you literally just set yourself up for failure because there's a huge gap between I hope I can do it and I'm doing it and this is how, It's right? the fundamental difference of like living a life by design or living by default. So either life is going to happen to you as Amen. you hope or oh, you're so going well to do said. it. And it goes back to another fundamental principle from Stephen Covey. You can't hit a target that you can't see, right? Even if you're Robin Hood and you blindfold him and spin him around, if he can't see the target, he's not going to do very well. So you could be really, really talented, but that's not enough. You got to be able to see the target you're going for and define it up front if you want to be successful. Otherwise, life will happen to you and you will just find yourself wherever it takes you. Amen. And that is why Paul and I do this strategy and planning day process, this 10-step framework. Every single year, like how many, we've been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. As long as we can remember. Right. Um, Paul and I usually take actually two days every year and then we usually go away. We stay overnight somewhere because we're, you know, running a mission-based organization here and it's getting pretty big, which is great. And so we'll put like two days into this strategy and planning day framework. We just took our students through it in about two, two and a half hours. And so if it's for your, just for personal, you might be able to knock it out and 90 minutes or two hours. If you're running an organization or doing this for your business, you might need to allocate a half day or two days to be able to do this. But it is so worth it because our results every single year totally exceed our expectations. And we're never doing what Paul just said, is like captured it so well. Life is not happening to us. We are happening to life. And part of that is because we do this strategy and planning process and then we action it. Now, 
I'll just say, like, this is not really necessarily relationship stuff, although your relationship stuff should be in this process. This is more life by design. And so it's something we just do for fun for our relationship students. But we wanted to share a piece of that with you here. And the key is, like, what I really want you to get from this is it's all about strategically planning it out. Because if you just kind of haphazardly fall into it or you hope for it, like your outcomes for that next year are not going to come through for you. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that whenever we're going into something and we're not certain of how we're going to do it, or we're going to try to figure it out on the fly, like our levels of uncertainty go up, our results go down, like it creates tremendous stress and we start to lose our focus. But when we really plan stuff, when we strategically think about it, when we map it out, then it just becomes a process of implementation and everything, the certainty levels go up, the results go up, we're implementing, we're getting results and our results reflect the action that we're taking. And that's part of the reason why we use this and why we're going to share it with you today. So let's dive in. First of all, this strategy and planning framework that we do is 10 steps and Paul and I are going to teach you the first step and take you through the first step and then we'll give you all 10 steps so that you have it for yourself. The first step in our 10 step, well, you know what, before I say that, (laughs) yeah, I just want to also say that I think so many people do planning. So many people do like a goal setting workshop or year end strategy or year forward strategy or all of these things. So many people do goal setting and it doesn't actually work. And there's a huge reason why it doesn't actually work. And it's a lot of it is because what we consider traditional goal setting is really counterproductive or counteractive to getting real results. You're working against yourself. You're working against how humans work. You're working against how source energy works in traditional goal setting, like saying, you know, I want to make $50,000 extra in cash by April 1st. Like when we do stuff like that and we use what I would call traditional goal setting, there's a lot of things that happen that actually cause it to backfire. And I go deeper in this in the whole class that I just did for relation to and we don't really have time for the whole thing right now. But I will say this, when you set a goal that is, for instance, like, let's say I have $10,000 in cash and I want to be able to have $50,000 in cash. And I say, okay, I want to make $50,000 more in cash by April 1st. What, first of all, what I'm really doing is I'm focusing on something that's outside of my comfort zone. Now that's a great thing to do. But when I think about it, what I'm really focusing on is the gap. I'm focusing on the lack of the $50,000 more that I want to have in cash. And anytime you focus on the lack, anytime you believe in the lack, anytime you see the lack, that's what you're going to get tomorrow, right? So the process of co-creation is we get what we believe, what we think about, what we say, and what we act. By the way, I know I just blew through that, but those are the four things when you're doing any kind of visualization or goal setting, there are four things that must be congruent in order for you to be in creation. And that is that your beliefs, your thoughts, your words, and your actions all must be congruent. So, and by the way, that's the order that they go in. Belief is the least vibration that you have, the lowest level of vibration, right? Because 
A belief is one thing. A thought is more powerful in creation than that. Your words are more powerful in creation than that. And of course, your action is the most powerful in creation. But if any of those things are off, if any of those things are not congruent, right? I might have a thought or a belief that I want $50,000, but really my uh, words are about, man, I wish that I didn't have to pay that bill, or I don't know how I'm going to get the cash to pay that bill, or I'm not so sure. I like, I wish I just had more money. Why is it so easy for other people to have more cash or other things like that? Your words are not congruent with the belief that I can also generate another $50,000 in cash for myself and my family by April 1st. So there's lack of congruency and your actions are lack of congruent with that. There's so much when it comes to goal setting and planning where we unfortunately don't get taught how to properly do this. And so we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. We're putting great energy into wanting to set goals, into wanting to achieve But the truth is, if we are incongruent in any of those things, then it falls down. We're not co-creating. We're not creating tomorrow to be the manifestation of the outcome that we want. And I know this is going probably a little bit deep, but the truth is like so much of goal setting that's taught out there is actually not what actually works. And so our process is about teaching you how to do this in a way that you can actually create all the results and more that you want for yourself in the next year if you follow a framework, if you follow a process that actually creates what gets results. And so let's start with that being said, let's start with step one of this 10-step framework. And step one is a process that is called Groundhog's Day. Now, this is something that we learned from Barry Baumgartner, and she is of Sage Event Management, which they've done all most of our events over the last however many years. We've learned so much from Barry and Blue. They're tremendous mentors and leaders. And Barry is the one that taught me the Groundhog's Day process. And it's something that Paul and I have used for years and years and years since learning it. And it really is the first step in the process for strategic planning, the strategy and planning day. Doing the Groundhog's Day process is where you look back at the year. You can do it on a whiteboard, you can do it on a journal page, but you'll need a big piece of paper if you're doing it on paper. And you wanna set up four columns on your whiteboard or paper. Column one is what worked. Column two is what didn't work. Column three is Groundhog's Day. And column four is automate and systemize. And we'll walk you through each of these columns. The whole process is, have you seen the movie Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray? That's what this is based on. Have anybody seen the movie? I'm sure you guys have all seen the movie. The whole concept of that movie is Bill Murray wakes up and it's Groundhog's Day. He goes through the day, blah, blah, blah. He wakes up the next day and it's Groundhog's Day again. And he goes through the same day and he's like, this is so weird. Yesterday was Groundhog's Day, and he wakes up again the next day, and it's Groundhog's Day, and the next day, and it's Groundhog's Day, and every day keeps repeating. And eventually, he figures out, hey, if I'm repeating the same day, and I know what I know now, knowing what I know from living through this before, what would I do differently to make this day the best possible Groundhog's Day that it can be? And so that's what we do in this process is we're looking at, hey, going through the year, knowing what we know now, if we had it to do all over again, what would we do differently? And so I'll take you through column by column. Column one 
is what worked. And here's what it is. In this column, you're going to capture as many things as you can that worked for you last year. What are the things that this was great? We did this and it was great. So like in our organization, this podcast, the Relationship Transformers podcast, it totally worked. It's amazing, right? You love it. We love it. So this goes in the what worked column. And then if you have things that didn't work, things that were learning opportunities or lessons or things that you tried that didn't work, you put those in the what didn't work column. And then Groundhog's Day is, let's say there's something that didn't work. Like, let's say you hired someone in your organization or you took a trip with your family and it didn't work or you haven't been able to align with your partner on money or something else and it didn't work. In the Groundhog's Day column, you go through and look at it. Hey, if I had that to do all over again, knowing what I know now, what would I do differently in order to get the results that I really want? And then the fourth column, which is the most important column, is how can I systemize or automate those things so that I bake it into how things get done next year, right? So if it's about something that didn't work in your business or there was a hire that didn't work out, what's the new process? What's the SOP? What's How are you going to change your process for hiring? How are you going to bake in what you learned from that so the next time someone goes to hire, it's done in a way that gets you the results that you want? Or if you had family stuff going on this holiday and it didn't go well and you had arguments with your sister or you had a kerfuffle with an in-law and it didn't go well, how are you going to change things? What are you going to systemize? What process are you going to create so that the next time you go into that situation, you can get the results that you want? And now this is a process that Paul and I do literally after every live event we do, after every project we do, after every program that we launch, everything we do, our whole team gets together and we do the Groundhog's Day. Because if you don't anchor in what works well, and if you don't solve what didn't work well, you're literally flying blind going into the next day, or in this case, going into the next year. And so looking at these columns one at a time, what worked, what didn't work Groundhog's Day, and how to systemize and automate gives you a strategic lens into learning from the life experience that you're having and creating more predictable, amazing results going forward. I know that was a lot, but please. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few key points too that I want to add. So keep in mind that we go through this process and then we have that next year. But one of the many great values that might not jump out at you right now of doing this process is there are a lot of things that you'll do along the way that worked that weren't even part of your plan. That's it. And you don't want to lose those because, you know, maybe you documented your SOP and it was part of your plan, these things that went well and some things that didn't. But there's also things that happened just because accidentally life happens or somebody did something new and different. You're like, wow, that was great. And if you don't capture that, you just lost that great gift that was actually a truly that, a gift, right? And vice versa. If something really didn't work and it wasn't part of your original plan or your scope, but this really turned out not so good and it just kind of, became part of our plan because life worked its way in there. Hey, we want to capture that too, right? Because the real gift of this whole process and the end of the movie for Bill Murray was he finally figured out how to do things differently so he didn't have to keep repeating the same day. And whether it was good or bad, you know, we don't want to repeat the things that were bad, but we do want to repeat the things that are good. We want to make that happen, but you have to make it tangible through this process. And just remember, it's not just what you were planning on. It's everything that you're looking at, everything you're experiencing. 
And the other great gift of this whole process is that, you know, we often go through those negative experiences of what didn't work. But even though it might not have been comfortable, it might have been something we really didn't enjoy or worse. If you do this and you get the gift, you still got a gift for all of your bad, you know, feelings <laughs> and experiences. Right. You know, it's better to walk away from those with a gift, at least of something you can, you know, at least tell yourself in the moment, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that one again. Right. I learned something. I learned something from it. So you truly do get what life is here to offer you, which is the chance for growth instead of just saying, boy, that experience sucked. And I don't want to repeat that again. I love it. I love it. So let's do two examples, one of each of those, because that's where I think the rubber really meets the road. And I don't even know what that expression means anymore, <laughs> but we still use it. So let's do an example. So something on our list, like I said before, is the Relationship Transformers podcast. We launched this in 2019 and it really worked. Now, you don't want to stop there, right? You don't want to just drop it in the what work column, be like, oh, yay, go on to something else. Like, that's why column four is so important, systemize and automate. So if it worked and it was great, how do we bake it into our process so we can get predictable great results next year? Well, for us, that means we hired Ryan and Daxi from, is it Legacy Podcasting? Legacy Podcasting. They are amazing, right? They're our podcast producers and they launched the Relationship Transformers podcast for us. And so we signed a contract with them for them to produce the Relationship Transformers podcast every single month for a year. And so we know that all we have to do is record these podcasts like we're doing right now and hand it off to them. And they do everything else to get it to you and distribute it and get it done the way it needs to be done so that we can bake in these results where, hey, that worked. That was great. But so many people have things that are great. And then it never happens again because it was like accidental greatness, right? But if you bake it into your process, bake it into your system, then you'll get more predictable positive outcomes. And on the flip side of that, let's say we didn't have one this year, but the year before we had hired someone into our organization that wasn't a good fit. And that happens, right? As part of a growing organization. And so that would be on the what didn't work list. Now we don't do demand relationship, right? So we wouldn't look at that and be like, well, it didn't work because they were a bad hire or they were bad or they were bad for the job. No, it's definitely us. It's our personal responsibility. What did we not do? How can we learn? If we don't take this as a learning opportunity, we are destined to repeat whatever mistake we stepped into. And so we looked at that and we said, what we realized was, you know what? We didn't do what we usually do, which is figure out how somebody's wired, what assessments they should take, how they should be wired in order to have success in that position. We hired someone because we believed they were qualified for the role, but we didn't go through and do all of the assessments that we all normally do. Groundhog's Day, if we were going to do it differently again, we would make sure to use our full application process and all six assessments that we ask people to do in order to apply so that we can make sure that the person that is coming into this role is wired for success in this area. It's how they're wired. They want it. They have passion for it, but they're also wired for it. And we bake that into our SOP for hiring and put somebody else in charge of making sure that that happens so that the person who's doing the hiring doesn't just get swept up in like, oh, this person's great. They're super qualified and just hire them. Somebody else is in charge of it and they have to check the box that the assessments were done. So we took our learning opportunity 
and wired it into, baked it into our processes so that we get the benefit of that experience for always. And that's the beauty of doing the Groundhog's Day process. I'd also say too, and if you look at it from the like the podcast perspective, so we had a project, right? We had a project that was in effect outsourced and there were certain attributes that they brought to the table to make this so successful so that it was so easy for us to get it done. It was done with high quality. It really was an amazing experience for both sides. It was the win-win that we always look for in relationship development. And it had a fingerprint. It had attributes that we can now look for and apply to other projects that we outsource to contractors, for example, to accomplish the same goals. We can start looking for the things that we know we're looking for to for the success criteria, and we can define them up front of like, hey, this is what success looks like to us and see if that's a fit for those contractors and also see if it's kind of following along the same path because we've also hired contractors in the past for things where uh, not so good. And it's really, again, it comes back to us. Did we define what we needed? Did we define what this should look like? What's the learning opportunity, right? But when you have a success, it's not just like, yes, that project was a success. Well, what made it a success? What worked about that project? What worked about those people? What worked about the way we interacted? All these are key components of this Groundhog Day process. So again, don't take it on a, a surface level. Look at it a little bit deeper and recognize that there's pieces that are replicable to every experience you have. And some we want to replicate and some we certainly do not. So let's take a personal example because it's, um, you know, those were great in business and in organizations and stuff like that. But let's also go personal. So we're, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but we're coming off of the holidays right now when we're recording this. And I know that from our different Facebook groups, some people are celebrating that they had phenomenal holiday experiences with family better than ever, spouse, children, family, all of it. And some people are sharing about all of the pain that happened during uh, different family gatherings gatherings and different kerfuffles that came up and different, you know, my Christmas was ruined or this was ruined or that was terrible. And different people are having different experiences. And so you can use this process, go through the Groundhog's Day about the holidays. If it works, so I can think of a student that posted today said it was the best holiday experience she ever had for her and her husband, for her kids, even for her family. Everything went smoother than ever, fewer fighting, a lot more joy, a lot more peace. And if you asked her, what was it about it? Like, how can we anchor this in? How can we systemize? And how can we automate what worked? Like, what did you do that created the difference for her? It was going through our 14-day boost program, going through the quick start program, and learning the tools on how to relate in a way that lets her be authentically happy without pleasing others and relate in a way that empowers others as well. And because she started implementing the tools and strategies that she learned, she reduced kerfuffles and she elevated that level of peace and harmony. And so anchoring that in, it's again that like, okay, so what's the next level of tools in the toolbox? How are you going to stay connected to the mentor in the tribe? How are you going to take your skill set and your mindset and your tools and your solutions to the next level? Where else can you apply that? And how can you bake that into how you do life as opposed to just doing life kind of accidentally and hoping that everybody gets along? even though accidentally it's not going to work out that everybody gets along. And that's one example. And it's definitely a case too, like let's just, I don't want that to go too far without touching base on it, is 
and again, it's human nature thing. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you for doing this. What I'm saying is humans do this. So since you're part of the human family, the first part is awareness of what we're doing, which is like, we can go through holiday after holiday thinking, oh, well, maybe next time it'll be better. Going back to the beginning of this podcast, right? Like, well, it'll just be different. I don't have a plan. I don't have a vision. I don't have a, a process that I'm, I'm going to follow. I'm just hoping it'll be better next year because can't be as bad as this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is, right? So just, again, layers of clarity here, folks. You got to start with the awareness of, hey, you know what? That strategy of just hoping things are going to change, that's never going to work for you. Not, not in a way you're going to be happy about long term. And a lot of the like going from event to event, experience to experience, hoping it'll be better next time. Honestly, if you peel back the layers, a lot of that comes down to, I hope they're going to be better next time. I hope they won't be such a jerk next time. I hope they won't ruin my Christmas next time. I hope they'll be more considerate. I hope they won't start a fight like that. I hope they'll be able to be kinder and more compassionate. It's all baked into demand relationship. It's hoping that other people are going to change and make things better for you, as opposed to, for instance, this student and many others that celebrated that they created a different dynamic, not by pleasing others, but by really having the tools to show up differently in a way that creates peace and harmony. And by the same token, you can do the what didn't work column. Okay, so we went to our in-laws and there was a big kerfuffle. And this is not the first time. And my kids were crying and people were fighting and someone left. And okay, so what's going to be different? Groundhog's Day, if you had it to do all over again, what would you do differently? Now, for some people, what they would do differently is I'm not going to go. Like, screw them. I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to put my family through that. Okay, and that might be the right authentic answer for you, but it's still demand relationship that either when I go, they do things that, you know, it goes well or I'm leaving, right? That's the demand relationship exit. If this isn't going well, I'm going to leave. The relationship development approach, of course, is stay and transform it. You can actually empower yourself with the tools to do things authentically. And so it's about really looking at it like, where's my skill set? If I'm not changing my skill set, how am I going to get a better result? What's going to be the answer there? And it could be in many different areas of personal, but it's about anchoring in like what worked, what didn't work. If it was Groundhog's Day and I had it to do all over again, oh, maybe then I should do the boost in the quick start before next holiday season so that I'm empowered or whatever it is for you. And then how can I systemize that? How can I automate that? Uh, for instance, for our relationship use students, doing relationship development work and up-leveling their skills is a way of life for them now. They're achieving mastery with it. They don't need to kind of dip back in because they don't slide back. So it's really about looking at it strategically. And I'll say it again. If you're not looking at what worked and baking it into your process, if you're not looking at what didn't work and facing it, owning it and solving it so that you can bake in the solution to the next time, you are flying blind. You're flying blind right into the next year if you don't look at 2019 or whatever year this is that you're listening to me 
and do this process. And this is only step one of 10 steps, but what a game changer this alone can be. Absolutely. And again, like if you just did this alone, you would see a different life, a different outcome than the average human, because the average human is still just like wishing and hoping things will change. Amen. And if you run an organization or you have a business or anything, like we do the Groundhog's Day as a team, our whole organization does after every event, after every project, like doing this once a year is for sure not enough, but you must do it at least for the strategy and planning day, business and personal in order to be able to not fly blind heading into the next year, hoping for accidental results. This is all about using strategy to create predictable results that exceed your expectations. All right, awesome. So obviously that was only step one out of 10 steps. And so we wanna give you all 10 steps of the framework. So let's get into action steps so we can talk about what they can start doing now. All right, so number one, Get the framework for all 10 steps. I think that would be a good start, right? So this was just step one, as you know, out of 10. If you want the full framework, click on the link in the show notes so that you can get that. Yeah, awesome. We definitely want to give you all 10 steps. We don't have time to take you through all 10 steps here and now and do that full training, but you can download it. Just click on the link in the show notes and we'll give you the download for all 10 steps so that you can do this as many times and as often as you want. How about number two? Okay, number two, hand of lad, as we call it from a previous podcast. You can check that out. As you look at the list of what didn't work, who is going to be your hand of lad? to reach for, to get the skills and solutions to solve things so that next time is better. Number three, action for success. If you wanna achieve your outcomes in 2020, you must take action to get the skills, the tools, the solutions, resources, so that you can create the outcomes that you want. Yeah, we have a 14-day boost program coming up. Like, it's less than 50 bucks to do this program. If you haven't done the 14-day boost, I don't even know what to tell you. What are you waiting for? Go to 14dayboost.com to sign up because it's just priceless. Like, less than 50 bucks, peeps. And you can start your year off right. If you love this podcast, please share it. Take a screenshot, post about it. Hashtag Relationship Transformers. Tag me. And let's share this with people who need to hear it. And until next time, remember, together we are changing the way relationship is done. Are you ready to catapult your relationship to the next level? Would you love to do that in just three days? Well, Relationship Breakthrough Retreat tickets are open. This is our live three-day event. We only do this event once a year. It's a three-day live immersion experience with me and Paul, where you get to have your relationship breakthrough within those three days. This is not a couple's event. Your partner does not need to come to this event. There's no couple's work going on. It's a fun, high-energy, life-changing, impactful immersion experience where your relationships will catapult forward within those three days. It is not to be missed. Check out relationshipbreakthroughretreat.com for information and tickets.